0: In the first two and a half weeks, I think, till it was clear that we would get some money from the state, I was very stressed. I thought, you know, shit, oh 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 shit.
1: Hello, and welcome to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides navigating a pandemic. My name is Wouter Bernhard, and I thought, let's start with a quote that many of us can deeply relate to.
0: This is a very, uh, was a very unusual situation. I do not like to rely on state money. Absolutely not, never did.
1: The guide I spoke to for this episode is called Kai Janssen, somebody that has been in Berlin for the past 22 years and has had many, many occupations over his lifetime. We talk about what it's like investing a lot in your tour guiding career and then seeing it all disappear.
0: Yeah, that's like a really dark space in my, in my mind. And what it's like to lose the bar you've worked so hard for. We invested in that a lot too, and we did not get anything out of it in the end. I want to say
1: upfront that the audio quality of this conversation is not great. I'm making lots of improvements on how to record people remotely as the podcast grows, so future episodes should sound way better. In the meantime, please bear with me. Here is Kai Janssen from the German countryside. Hello, Kai. Hello, Walter. Yeah, we speak English.
0: Yeah, we speak English. Yeah, I, I learned that, yeah.
1: What, Um. Wh- how How come you don't speak any English at all? I mean, don't you have any other friends in, in English?
0: Uh, only English friends? No, I don't. Actually, I don't, no, no. Everyone is bilingual and usually people use use me as a German trainer, so they prefer to speak German with me.
1: Well, here's a new career potential for you.
0: Oh yeah, true, true. I'm just speaking my mother tongue. What a great career! <laughs> <laughs> it's what so
1: many people do, right? They go to a foreign country and they teach English.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe you are one of the few people that is now capable of traveling and teach people German.
0: Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Maybe I would be allowed to do that. Yeah.
1: Where would you Where would you go if you could travel right now?
0: Oh God! I think I would not leave germany <laughs> i would go see my brother
1: where where does your brother live
0: Northwest, in oldenburg
1: so are you are you a big traveler or not so much
0: not at all no not even during the low season no no but that's because of brandenburg because i have this here and i don't uh, I, I, I don't need i don't have the urge you know I'm, I'm fine with this i'm fine with my private island here
1: Tell me a little bit about this private island because many people don't know exactly where you are right now.
0: All oh, right, yeah, I'm I'm uh, in a small town, more than more of a village actually, called Müncheberg. It's fifty-five kilometers outside of Berlin, east of Berlin, and um, I own a piece of land here which has about four to five acres space. It has some trees some pine trees it has an orange not an orange it has a vegetable garden um it has you know it has everything you need it has electricity it has water i built my own house here actually i'm still doing it but you know now these days i'm pretty good at it because i've got so much time
1: you, also, you you have been working on that house and on that land for for years right i mean uh, i'm doing it now
0: i'm working on that on the house now for one and a half years like making it all completely new completely It's just it's only the old the old walls remained and even some of that you know some of actually it's just the foundation so i'm building on top of an old foundation and some old walls something completely new
1: you've been going there um quite regularly uh, in the weekends. Almost mm-hmm. every weekend you were there. What about yes. now?
0: Yes, I was commu- commuting. I- I'm here since the 17th of March. Um, I've been to Berlin for three times, I think, for Arbeitsamt, for, uh, for checking the mail, and getting my shit together. And getting water, because we have, have not have had water for the last three weeks. So we had to bring it in canisters. And uh, now we have water again, because the frost is gone.
1: Hmm. Why did you decide to, uh, to leave Berlin?
0: Because the idea of being in an apartment for such a long time wasn't a good idea for my psyche. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had nothing to do there like most people, and I have a lot to do here, so I need to to be outside, you know, if I can't be outside all day long, I am going mad, and that was before, you know, we decided that even before there was an official thing of kind of curfew.
1: Where did you, uh, where did you grow up?
0: I grew up in the countryside, also in the northwest eastern Phrygia, which is uh, on the dutch border it's it's caught between the netherlands and the north sea
1: we could almost speak dutch together
0: yeah we can yeah almost
1: is there any any particular skills that you had since you were growing up in the countryside that now are particularly practical
0: you know I, i i always loved gardening we had a vegetable garden my grandfather had a big garden i was there as a kid I always wanted to have something for myself, but I needed to get away from the countryside to go to the big city, but it was always there, right? And uh, because I'm having, I'm owning this piece of land for eight years now, um, I'm using it already like this for eight years. So this is just, it's not really new. It, It feels, to be honest, it feels like an extended holiday right now. I'm here all of the time and I'm doing what I like to do. The only thing that was a bit demanding was to be here without water for the first few weeks. But even that was manageable. You know, you have to find things, you know, you have to know how to do the, you know, wash yourself is a good question. Because do you waste your, what kind of water do you use? You cannot carry here 5,000 liters. You waste a lot of water, you know? So, and you cannot clean yourself. You cannot wash yourself with rainwater. That's actually not really healthy. So yeah we did that and you know going back to the to the skills of the 1980s that my wartime parents had told me you know this maybe you know it too you know how do you clean yourself where, where you don't have a shower you just you know pour some water into the sink and then there you go are you there by yourself no i'm here together with my life partner inga
1: mm-hmm. i can imagine that, that that must help during these times to be together
0: yeah it does but we also have friends coming by you know this is quite a large piece of land and actually this is uh you know there's several smaller like a wagon that i i built up for a living in another wagon that's not yet ready friend of ours has a big bus and because this is so large we all gave them contracts as subletters to this place so just in case somebody would ask they could say, like, yeah, but this is my private piece of land that I sublet, you know, from somebody.
1: So you're actually building this sort of, like, community?
0: Yeah, that was always the idea. I mean, everyone that we allow to come right now is people who have already something going on with the place. We have questions from people, friends of mine, who want to come by, but we say, like, okay, we have to wait it out for a little longer because else, you know, there's too many... Berlin number plates coming in here. And I do not want to, you know, wake up the old Stasi guys that are sitting around there, you know?
1: How have you how have you been since the, the loss of work?
0: Um in the first two and a half weeks, I think till it was clear that we would get some money from the state. Um I was very stressed. I was very stressed. I thought you know, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit shit, shit, shit. Um because there were taxes to be paid and they're like, oh yes, yeah, super, now I'm allowed to delay them, but that doesn't make them, you know, they're not being paid by that just by delaying it. So and usually these things, because I've been kind of freelance almost all of my life, this is a very uh was a very unusual situation. I do not like to rely on state money, absolutely not, never did. Um I was very skeptical about certain things. I still am, actually.
1: Why, did you, why, did you, why were you skeptical of getting state aid?
0: I'm still skeptical. I don't know what to keep. I don't know what am I supposed to use it for. I don't know if this is okay to have, like, uh, you know, heart fear in the same time or not. Some say yes, some say no. And all this confusion. And right now I'm a bit more relaxed because it's like, you know, you know what, I take everything. Hmm. And when they want it back, then they just want it back that i don't really care but actually when i'm here i don't spend any money so that's not a big issue uh,
1: for me part of my my worries and my anxiety had been well partly because of the finances obviously but on uh, sort of in the background i think there is more anxiety about what's what's next oh yeah that's If i can't yeah, yeah, yeah. If i can't be a tour guide yeah if I can't do my job, then what is it actually that I'm doing? And if, if I don't know what I'm doing, then, you know, who am I? And you know, it, it's, it's, my, my work has always been very much related or connected to identity, questions of identity. And if I am not a couture guide, then what, what am I doing? You know, it's, it's, so i I was wondering because also you have been investing over the last couple of years in becoming fully a tour guide you had a bar first the bar disappeared or you sold the bar and and eventually you really really invested hard in becoming a tour guide how how yeah how do you feel about that now
0: yeah that's like really dark space in my in my mind (laughs) it's like this okay the bar is you know i did not want to do the bar anymore but it was taken away from us that means we invested in that a lot too and we did not get anything out of it in the end, right? We could not sell it. And then I said, like, Okay, I'm a clever guy. I just started up to building up a new thing with becoming a tour guide even before that. And now this is disappearing once more. And this is just within three and a half years, twice. Now it feels a bit like, pff, Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Fantastic. What, what can I do next? Maybe I just do nothing. Maybe I'm just going to be a hot sphere guy because then you know, nothing can happen to me anymore. But that's only one side, I, you know, that's, that, it makes me sad. And I'm very scared about that too, because I just love my job. I miss it. I really miss it, you know?
1: What do you miss about it?
0: I love being in the streets. I love being with people. I love being with strangers, talking to them, with foreigners who come as visitors. I love talking about history. It always, it feels like this is, you know, I am in the in the, veins of, in the veins of the city, and the city is in my veins. That's uh, that that's a bit awful. So I I I was going to the charité three days ago with Inga. She had a she had a doctor's appointment there, and uh, we were just driving in and out, so we did not stop for Berlin. And I was driving down Berlin, um, and it's like fuck, I know everything here, you know. I just know. It. I made it, gave her it a tour. It's like oh yeah, to the left side, you see this? To the right side, you see this? La 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 And it's like yeah ha ha. ha. A great joke.
1: Yeah, I I think that's that's a more pressing issue. Like the money is one thing, and I think for a lot, for a lot of our, us tour guys, we there was lots of stress around the money and what we should get and what we could use it for, and that still is a bit the case. But I feel that has died down a little bit. I mean, the money has been sort of divided. People have got it in their bank accounts. People are applying for hard sphere. But the, the bigger question is, of course, what's next? Yep. What is your plan for like the next couple of weeks? Like, what what, what are you what are you doing?
0: Um, it's it's you know in this this week now um I think for the first time things came to my mind what I could do that I'm not over uh, or continue to do that I did and, and nevertheless although I was uh, doing tour to that work um, which is public education. I don't know. I, I told you about it I gave these seminaries and all that stuff. And now I have a friend here who is coming by and she's a teacher for social workers. And they are also looking always for people. Well they will they I were talking about my situation and she's like that's that sounds like something that we could do with my third semester actually. You know, do a little history backups um education with them. And we can do like a one and a half hour seminary begin with that, you know, on on you know, zoom. And uh, then, you know, we can include it into the system of it's called the education for democracy. Um, and I cannot pay you much, but that's something we could do. And maybe something later come could come out of it. I'm Like, oh, yeah, that's a cool idea. Um, but that's only one thing, you know, and it would never get me out of a hard sphere situation right now. But I felt like that's, that's the direction. But the big question is not yet solved, you know. It's not really, it's not really solved.
1: Do you think you're going to be a tour guide?
0: I don't know. I hope. But I think it will, la- it will last for maybe, maybe a year. Um, I heard uh, now one German doctor in Tagesspiegel says the Germans will be maybe allowed to travel, travel in summer again inside of Germany. It's like, okay, this is good for being a German-speaking tour guide, too. This could mean that Germans are at least back in Berlin, you know. But are they going to Berlin? Honestly, would I do that? Would I go to Berlin after that? I don't know. Maybe I would. But if I'm trying to think myself into the mindset of my usual visitors, maybe they would say, like, all the big cities, let's not go there now. (sighs) I don't really know. And I think I don't want to be a tour guide anymore under these conditions that we had before. And, uh, yeah. I'd love to do that, but under the conditions of being at least an okay paid part-time worker, you know, whatever, 20 hours hours a week, something like that, 1,000 euros, steady income, like that, you know. But I do not want to be in this kind of a situation anymore, really. You know, ask me again, ask me again later, but right now it feels as if, you know, this is uh, this is really fucked up shit.
1: <laughs> I think I think that's exactly how many of us feel, Kai.
0: Yeah, good. Good to know. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, but literally, like, I, I've spoken already. You're you're like the twenty fifth person I spoke to. So I've already spoken to so many people, and. Um... It's been great to 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 hear everybody's experiences and to hear what they're going through and everybody has their own take on it and also is is experiencing it differently you know some people are more optimistic some people are really more pessimistic and I think it's good to hear all of these different outlines because in the end we're all going through the same thing what I do know Kai is that this is the moment for you to put things into the ground have you been have you been
0: um planting stuff mm, sure i mean it's a season and um, you can not i've uh now we have i have a greenhouse right so in the greenhouse now we have salad we have it's not yet ready Maybe next week i think salad some cabbage some tomatoes or seedlings are outside now not the seedlings but the seeds um what else do we have here some standing around me now, that's all salad um rucola um that's what we have not right now because i think the, the big outdoor season for planting will be in is in may well
1: maybe maybe you can set up some sort of online shop for us tour guides <laughs> that we can mm-hmm. shop locally
0: yeah why not um you know there will be better times and you just come by
1: okay like i want to i want to thank you so much for for having this conversation with me for being so open about uh, what's what's going on in in your life um i hope that we could maybe speak in the future again, like maybe in a couple of weeks or a month or, yeah.
0: I'd love to. I know this is the podcast telephone conversation. That's why I wasn't asking you how you feel.
1: I'm doing, I'm doing all right, Guy. I'm doing all right, ups, ups and downs, ups and downs.
0: Because I'm really curious about having, a hearing from everybody and about their perception and all that because, yeah, we're on the same boat here, right?
1: Absolutely. And that's why I'm I'm going to send all these conversations out. I'm I'm hoping to put, out one episode every day um which will be a lot of conversations but i think it will be good to hear every one of our voices yeah
0: yeah super thanks for doing it thanks for doing it
1: yeah no worries kai thank you so much for for talking to me and uh, we'll speak soon all right we will okay all right good man (laughs) goodbye yeah bye-bye that was kai Janssen. everybody speaking from his prepper hideouts in Brandenburg. Kai really was bummed out when I spoke to him. I just noticed a sort of defeatism of like, why me and why again? I know he spent a lot of time in the last couple of years studying and training to become a better guide, like getting licenses for palaces and just endlessly reading. And when things fall apart like this, that is a really tough cookie. I think that for him, uh, it was a good decision to just retreat a little bit to focus on the work that needed to be done on his piece of land and wait maybe for the dust to settle. I think we'll be hearing from Kai again in the future. We will certainly be checking in with him and hopefully we'll have some more optimistic chat for each other. Listeners of The Low Season, that was it for this week. Next week, we're back with five brand new conversations. In the meantime, I need your help. I'm looking for Voices Outside of Berlin tour guides that you've met on the road, or people that moved away and started their career somewhere else. If you know of great guides in, for example, Paris, London, Madrid, New York City, St. Petersburg, Rome, Abu Dhabi, shoot me a message at thelowseasonpodcast at gmail.com. The Low Season solely exists because people are willing to talk to me and share their experiences during this crisis. So I'd much appreciate any leads you have on stories that we're not hearing at the moment. The Low Season is produced by me, Wouter Bernhardt. Music is by Marx Schilders. Artwork is by Sergio Membrias. Giorgio Briungu is providing the playlist to our guiding lives. Have a great weekend and speak soon, my friends.